everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of Into It. I am Sal. And I'm Lyndon. <laughs> and here we are. We are back. We took a little break last week. Last week was a rough week mm-hmm. for myself. So mm-hmm. I just took that moment. We all have those moments. Um, shit's just been real. And I feel like it's been real all around with everybody, especially in this past week. It was just rough. I just feel like the past six months have just accumulated into what happened. I was just very exhausted last week, severely unmotivated, felt very lethargic, and I'm still crawling out of this. I would lightly say depression because I'm not clinically diagnosed or anything, so Mm -hmm. I like to tread lightly with that stuff. That's fair. Just say um, sad time. Yes, it was a very sad time, and we're getting through it. I took, I feel like the best medicine, at least for me, and I always like sharing these things because I'm always curious to see what other people's coping mechanisms are. I just think it's so important to slow down in the most simplest things you do. Yeah. Like, I started writing. I started journaling, but I wanted to... Make it a bit more purposeful. I mean, with all the stuff going on with USPS and mm-hmm. the Postal Service, I was like, let me go buy some stamps. <gasps> oh, my God. Do you want to write letters to each other? Well, that's why I asked you for your address the other day. So yours is coming soon. Oh, but, um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I've just been writing letters to friends. I feel like people don't do that anymore. And it's I, so it's nice. It's so important. It's nice. so cute. Yes, and um, yeah, I've been slowing down, listening to my records, putting on Aretha. Oh, as God Bonnie intended. Rate. It's just taking a minute to get my shit in line. And I feel like do that for yourself. You need that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just go into I'm just gonna talk about my week. Sorry, we didn't even introduce anything. I'm just <laughs> spilling. But I, I want to talk about this because Lyndon, you got the hiccups over there, right? Yeah, sorry, I have the She's hiccups, good. y'all. Just so we, <laughs> I had some seltzer for the first time in a couple of days, and my body said, "Fuck that, no, baby." Yes. So here we, <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> um, but this past weekend I went down the shore. Mm-hmm. Anyone doesn't know what that lingo is for us East Coast folk? Is it only an that East is... Coast term? Yeah. Really? People don't say go go down the shore. It's only like a Jersey thing. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, but that's the Jersey Shore for anyone that doesn't know, and. I love it there. I've gone there since I was a kid, and it's just a very cathartic place, and that's especially what I needed this weekend, so I was like, I definitely want to go down Mm -hmm. and just relax. Water is very healing, yes. Yes. And I got some of that, but then on the other hand, I did not. Um, (laughs) There were a lot of maggots out and about. I'm sorry, what? You know what I'm saying. Maggots. Like the bugs? You could say that, yeah. Are you talking about white people? (laughs) Like, M-A-G-A. Oh. Yes. Oh. Um, and yes. they were, I don't know if it was a weekend of sorts that they were having something going on, but it was, like, all over. Every block there was a flag. Mm. There were people in the streets waving stuff. It was just... Yikes, yikes, yikes. No, very no. unsettling. And yeah. I know this is an extremely privileged thing to say. And it's not that I, it's not like I haven't been distraught over these past four years. I, I have tremendously. But this was the first weekend, this past weekend, I was like truly afraid. Mm-hmm. And I've never really like, I, I kind of felt that, but I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yep. I mean, we read about things in history books all the time. This is going to be in the history books. Yeah. This no, is it's... unprecedented. Yeah, no, I'm terrified. Uh-huh. Yeah, no matter what this election results are, yeah, I'm on edge. <laughs> um, And I just don't, I don't know if people are brainwashed or just willfully ignorant. Either way, it's so scary. And, um, yeah, take time for yourselves. Like, this is... Yeah, and it's really scary, too, because to support someone like Trump and a lot of his colleagues, you have to completely throw out respect for other people's civil rights in the process. Like, you have to really throw it out of the window. So many different uh, things you have to throw out the window. And 
I just don't understand why we can't just care about other people. I, I don't know how to explain that to people. You need to be an empathetic person. Yeah. You know? It, it, it's It uh, really bothers me, and it's just like... And it also bothers me, too, that a lot of people... I'm not saying all in any way, shape, or form, but, yeah. you know, a lot of people, at least in the Christian community that I grew up in and stuff like that, are, like, hardcore Trump supporters. And I'm like, so y'all just threw all of Jesus' teaching out the window, huh? Listen, now that we're talking about this, I'm just going to talk about it because oh, it has been heavy on my mind. Uh-oh. Speak um, on it. Yeah. So, in light of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, may she rest in peace, mm-hmm. a trailblazer mm-hmm. for women's rights and just everyone's rights for men too it's having that equality but they're talking about replacements whatever and i think her name's amy comey barrett she's catholic and a lot of people are concerned that roe versus wade is going to be overturned and listen i was pro-life at a point in my life and i still in my personal bubble if i was a woman and I got pregnant, I would personally consider abortion a last resort. Mm -hmm. However, I don't want someone to take that option away from me because it's my body and I should be allowed to do what I want. And I think it's really important, you know, we have church separated from state. That's what this, that's what they said this country was founded on. They only Um, say that when it doesn't you know, benefit them in any way. Same way of yes. Mitch McConnell being like, a president shouldn't elect a Supreme Court justice in his last year, but now that Trump has the ability to do so, he's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck did I say? Strike that from, just strike it from the record. Yeah. Strike it. That's all I'm going to say. You have no right to dictate what someone else should do with their body. You can frown upon it, whatever, but mind your own business. That's it. Yeah, I'm just... With when I found out that RBG died, the first thing my friend just sent me the article with no caption, and the first thing I said was "fuck" in all caps, Um, because our whole democracy basically uh, depended on her, you know, just staying alive, (laughs) and the fact that that was the case. Um, But also in terms of pro life, I was one of my friends, so she's pro life, and I'm pro choice. She's the only friend I have that's pro life. Now let me explain. The reason for this being is because she's Ukrainian and her mother actually has like a women's healthcare facility in Ukraine that helps pregnant women that, you know, either want to have an abortion because they can't afford to have kids or can't afford to go through the medical care to have a baby because having Mm -hmm. a baby costs thousands of fucking dollars and people seem to fucking forget that constantly. But her mom in this clinic are willingly working with women to help them, you know, go through things like mental health therapy and also like pay for their nutrients and their doctor's appointments and stuff like that throughout their pregnancy. So when it comes to that, I'm like, you get a pass only in my circle of friends because you're actually doing the work to help the people that are having the children and actually helping the children in the process. Whereas a lot of pro-life people are like, don't kill the babies. But then when they're like, oh, like, let's maybe fix like the foster care system or like, oh, like, let's care about like black and brown children. They're like, suddenly I can't see it. I choose not to or on welfare, it's like exactly. people are it's up just, in arms. It's just so blatant, like, what they mean and what children they mm. actually care for and want to give any respect to. And it's just disgusting. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm terrified of this country every goddamn day. The second that RBG died, did I send my resume to a New Zealand recruiting agency? Um, absolutely. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> if we well, have thanks. to have a major time difference while we record this, mind your business. So be it. <laughs> mind your fucking oh business. <laughs> But that's interesting about the Ukraine. I did not even realize that things like that existed. If the system was set up in a way to actually help people, you know, I support something. I mean, there are systems like that. There are there are particular clinics I've seen in you know in areas where I grew up, and even things like Planned Parenthood that people already think like, oh, Planned Parenthood Parenthood does a lot more than just abortion. They do so much. My mom, like my mom had to go to, I think it was almost a decade of her women care without any insurance because of different paper reasons and job reasons and visa reasons and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So she relied on Planned Parenthood and she said that was the only way for her to get the mammograms that she needed. Why? Because breast cancer runs in my family. So fuck all y'all that wanted to fund it. Um, But yeah, I have a lot of opinions, but... Uh, this country stresses me out every goddamn day. Mm-hmm. And now I have yeah. what? A marijuana dependency. So. 
I just want to say these are very bad, bad times. I think we don't realize how bad they are, but it's bad. It's like bad. every day, I don't know how, but it manages to get somewhat worse. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about Brianna Taylor. I mean, that yes. was just, this is, we just got news of this today. I'll be honest, the second the city declared a state of emergency, you knew. I knew what was going to happen. Oh, we all. And knew. I just want to say it's a disgrace. One of the officers involved wrote this email to, I believe it was the rest of the department. Okay. Saying that he believes what they did was the legal, moral, and ethically right thing to do. I can not believe, I can't comprehend someone saying murdering another individual is something that is ethically and morally okay. Yeah. I, I can never, I In any way, I'll shape, or form. Be, yeah. Specifically innocent fucking people. Yeah. Um, I actually, that was part of the hot top, so we can clear this one. This was like the only downer, oh, okay. and I didn't want to, I didn't want to, put it in as a downer i wanted to put it in because it's really important especially to the way that they charged the one dude it's really Mm -hmm. important i think to understand what the difference between this charge is versus like first degree murder and stuff like that and actually what they're charging him for so i have an article from the washington post i'm gonna read about half of it um about essentially the verdict that they came to today okay so this article written by mark berman marissa Yaddy, sorry if I butchered that, Abigail Hosliner and Keith McMillan. It was posted today at 3.39 p.m. And it says, a grand jury in Jefferson County has charged Brett, Han- uh, Brett Hankinson, a former Louisville police detective, with three counts of wanton endangerment in the first degree. Hankinson, one of the officers involved in the March 13th shooting death of 26-year-old Brianna Taylor, was fired by the department in June with termination letters saying he wantonly and blindingly shot 10 times into Taylor's apartment. Taylor's name becoming a rallying cry for policing overhauls and racial, inju- and racial justice as the Black Lives Matter movement swept the United States this summer. So what is wanton endangerment in the first degree? The charge announced Wednesday against former police officer for firing shots blindly into neighboring apartments during the botched raid of Breonna Taylor's home is three counts of wanton endangerment in the first degree, a felony punishable by fines and up to only five years in prison in Kentucky. The charging decision does not stem from Taylor's death, Kentucky's Attorney General Daniel Cameron said Wednesday, but rather the substantial danger created for her neighbors during the shooting. Activists and attorneys for Taylor's family had called for harsher charges. Kentucky law says that someone is guilty of wanton endangerment in the first degree when under circumstances manifesting extreme indifference to the value of human life, he wantonly engages in conduct which creates a substantial danger of death or serious physical injury to another person. I mean, that right there just shows them changing the narrative around the neighbors who of course were in danger, but thank God they weren't killed. And it's focusing on that rather than the innocent woman who was killed sleeping in her own home. That in and of itself just shows that they do not care. And the thing that irks me the most is that these people killed her and the charges aren't even around her murder. Yeah. They're around her neighbors. Exactly. And it's just so blatantly obvious. And I think the thing that hurt me the most was I wasn't surprised. This is actually more than what I was expecting them to be charged with, even though Mm. it was only one guy and he could at most seems like face up to five years in prison based off of this specific um, charge. But that's not even definite yet. And that's not one to five years. Yeah. And then, it just makes me so numb. I, like, I'm not angry. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sad. I'm angry. I think I just feel so numb because black people, we've had to go through this time and time again, constantly. And people keep saying, oh, black people are overreacting and people keep trying to dismiss our feelings. But it's like, if you had to deal with your people constantly being targeted, killed, and their murderers walking away freely. For nothing. nothing. This woman was sleeping in her home. You can't do anything anymore. You can't go for a run around the neighborhood. Bird watch. Like, what? 
Like, if you really sat down and thought about how much black people have to actively think out everything that they do just so that they don't get killed for just being a person living life. There have been so many times where I've been scared to put my hood up in the middle of the day because I didn't want to be shot dead just because, you know? Like, it's, it's yeah. absolutely terrifying, it's horrifying, and it disgusts me that people still don't understand how severe and damaging this is to entire generations of black and brown people and how much it affects our mental health to the point where all we can do is scream, cry, and at this shit, and at this rate, just burn the whole shit down. You like white people get mad when their favorite sports team doesn't fucking win, and they trash whole entire cities. Why are you surprised that these riots are breaking out when time and time again this shit happens? And we never fucking get justice. And the only time we got justice was recently when that little white woman that shot up into that other guy's apartment thinking it was hers got charged. And then the dude that testified against the cop got murdered that same fucking week. I mean, it we wasn't can never it fucking MLK win. that said the only cure or prevention to riots is social progress and actual justice. So until we get that, Nothing. What do you expect people to do until shit changes? Why are people not supposed to be upset? How can you expect people not to be outraged? Exactly. So Um, I didn't want to talk too much on this just because it it has really affected me. But I really wanted to at least read that part of the article so that people understand exactly what the charges are. Because when I first read it, I didn't fully understand it. And once learning it, it. I was like, oh, this is even more bullshit than I thought it was. So I think that was an important thing. And then, of course, you know, there's a lot of activists and voices that you can follow on social media and read about and stuff like that that will have a lot more in-depth views of this whole situation. But it's just... And I think also, too, like, our followers, most of you guys are, I'm assuming, predominantly leftists and pro-Black Lives Matter because, who you would not be able to make it through this podcast if you weren't. So, (laughs) But I don't (laughs) understand. How can you not be... Pro Black Lives Matter. I mean, it's obvious at this point because it's just like, how can you not value human life? But um, I mean, because they don't value human life. Yeah. That, that, period. That's, it. that's, that's literally it. it. They don't value, specifically, they don't value black and brown human life. Yeah. Period. Immigrant human life, all of that. All of that. All right. So, so this is actually supposed to be a lighthearted episode. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's that. Educate yourselves. Stay up to date. I just got approved for my mail in ballot. So, (gasps) mine just got sent out. It should be here within the next 10 to 14 days. (gasps) We love that. Look at us voting. I actually was thinking about um, volunteering at a local polling place, but in the state of New York, you can only volunteer if you are registered to vote in the state of New York. And I think it's the same rule in Pennsylvania. So actually, I have a friend that volunteered at a polling place for the primaries, and she said that they had a hard time getting volunteers because a lot of polling place volunteers tend to be older. And with corona, a lot of them were too scared, for obvious reasons, to go and volunteer at polling places. So if you are young, able-bodied, and if you live in a household where not that many people or no one, you know, is hopefully immunocompromised and you at least feel comfortable... Can you forward that to me? Yeah, I can forward it. I'm actually interested. We should, we should actually put it in the description of this episode, but I just recommend everyone looking Good into idea. their states and seeing if there are any local polling places, if you're willing, to volunteer for the election cycle. Yes. So, yeah. Alrighty. So, that is our winded introduction. Yes. We're going to be doing something a little different this episode. Lyndon is going to be taking over Hot Topics. Mm-hmm. I am excited mm-hmm. and nervous at the same time. Oh, you because should be. I just, <laughs> I like to be in control of things. And um, this is going to be interesting. So, we will be back after this break. Hey everybody, it's Sal. As I'm sure you already know, this year's election cycle is extremely important. And there are a lot of people out there that are trying to make sure that you can't vote. With that said, it's very important to make sure that you have a voting plan. This video isn't sponsored, but we feel that it's important to make sure that everyone is able to be civically engaged. And if we can provide you with some resources that will help you out, we are more than happy to do so. That being said, there's a website called BallotReady.org. 
This website will give you a nonpartisan guide to the candidates in your area. After all, we're not just voting for the president. There are a plethora of other resources on that website to help you make your plan to vote. Your vote matters. And politics start locally. Also, if you happen to live in Pennsylvania and you're planning to vote by mail, please listen. Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled that officials can reject so-called naked ballots that are received without the secrecy envelope. So make sure to fill out your ballot, place the ballot in a secrecy envelope, and place that secrecy envelope in the mailing envelope. And make sure to sign the declaration or your vote may not count. And remember, your ballot must be postmarked by November 3rd. Whether you plan to vote in person or by mail, make sure you're familiar with the voting requirements in your area. Get registered to vote and have a plan. Our lives depend on it, guys. We're going to get back to the show. Hello, everyone. It's me, Lyndon. I'm bringing all the hot topics, and Sal is quaking because he has no yes. idea what I'm bringing to him. No, you got to say, this is the part of the episode where we get... Oh, ooh, I forgot the name of this podcast. Yes. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. It's so cheesy yeah. and cute. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the part of the episode where what? We get... Into it. Into it. Period. Period. Ooh. So I'm actually bringing in the hot topics this week, and I know Sal is scared, so you should be. Yes. But a lot of them are lighthearted and friendly because Thank Lord God. knows there's enough bad news out there in the world, so at least we need some joy, Amen. some serotonin, yes. some endorphins. So first up, the Emmys. Did you watch them? I did not, but I heard about all the... A Shit's Creek just yes. won a... It was a landslide. Mm -hmm. And Zendaya, I mean, the youngest leading, was it leading or featured? Oh, you hit both of the ones that I wanted to talk about. And actually, there's a third one. I haven't done much research on it, but we'll talk about that as well. Um, First of all, Zendaya, the Zendaya. Zendaya. She is shake it off. The youngest. Shake it up. (laughs) Shake it up. Oh, Lord. Those are some days. Um, But she... (laughs) is now the youngest person to win the award for lead actress in a drama series. Amen. I, she just keeps raising the bar every single time. Her progression from Disney to like other projects and, you know, more mm-hmm. mature projects has probably yes. been the smoothest of any single Disney star that I've seen. I mean, we've seen how Bella Thorne has <sighs> been. Doesn't she... Doesn't she have an OnlyFans now? So what happened with Bella Thorne and OnlyFans? So I don't, I haven't done that much research into this topic. If I have any incorrect facts, please correct me and let me know. But this is what I know of the situation. So Bella Thorne had an OnlyFans and I think she was one of like the most subscribed people on that platform. Interesting. So she promised if like, I think it was something like if people sent her like $200, she promised like a specific set of pictures and I think in it was like a nude or something like that. And then when she sent out the pictures or something, there wasn't a nude in it. So people were upset and asked for their money back. So what happened was OnlyFans couldn't afford to pay all those people their money back at the same time. (laughs) So then OnlyFans withheld money from other people on the platform Literally withheld Listen, their income. And I'm then not to prevent- saying it's right, but it's your own damn fault for putting up $200 to see a naked picture of fucking Bella Thorne. And- <laughs> what? Listen, if you, need, if you need what you need, you need what you need. I personally I wouldn't do it. I do not need that. I personally wouldn't do it. I didn't say I agreed to it. I didn't say oh, I Lordy. was partaking in it. But this is what I understood of the situation at the time. So then OnlyFans couldn't afford to pay all those people back at the same time. So they withheld money from other people and, like, prevented it from being dispersed into people's bank accounts that, you know, use OnlyFans as a source of income. And then now they changed the rules to, like, a limit on the specific amounts of money people can request. And before there wasn't a limit. So God forbid, if you were charging, you know, something around $200 for specific content, and now the limit is, let's say, something like $50 for that same type of content, that is a huge pay cut. So that's why so many people were angry at Bella Thorne. And not even just Bella Thorne, also OnlyFans for that whole situation. But this isn't about that fucking White Walker. This is about (laughs) the Zendaya. Yes. 
winning that goddamn award. I still haven't watched Euphoria, but I believe she deserves it. I, I believe have neither, it. but I support it. And she's 100%. just, she's just, she just radiates so much light, so much love. Yes. She knows what the fuck she's talking her. about. She takes her time before she gets in front of a camera. She doesn't get in front of a camera unless she wants to get in front of a camera. And I respect mm-hmm. that with my whole fucking heart. Yes. And I love her for it. Go Zendaya, we love you. You're doing great. And yes, the second one I wanted to talk about was Schitt's Creek. So Schitt's Creek sweeped the comedy category, winning almost every award they were nominated for. So I actually have the list here. So this list is off of Wikipedia. So they won Outstanding Comedy Series, Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series. Eugene Levy won that one. Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series for Catherine O'Hara. Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, which was went to Dan Levy um, for Happy Ending, <laughs> that episode. Uh, outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for Anne Murphy. Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series for Dan Levy. Uh, outstanding <sighs> Directing for a com- Comedy Series for <laughs> Dan Levy and Andrew Cividino. Um, outstanding contemporary costumes, which went to Deborah Hansen and Darcy Shane. When does it end? Uh, and outstanding casting for a comedy series that went to Lisa Parasin and John Comerford. And there I were mean, others that insane. they were nominated for insane. for this year's Emmy. But every, every prominent figure in that show walked away with an Emmy. That's crazy. It's insane. And they deserve it. Shit's Creek is by far one of the best shows I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Truly. Yes. It is fantastic. No skips. That was so well-deserved, and I love the cast. I think they are just so endearing, and you can tell they genuinely love what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And you Um, can tell they genuinely love each other, too. Yes. And also to anybody that also needs serotonin, so everyone remembers the iconic episode where we heard a little bit of Lexus in season five. So actually, (laughs) they made a full version of the song, and it is on Spotify. If you haven't heard it, I highly recommend it. And any club, when there's finally a vaccine and we can all go to the club again, that should be the first song that y'all play, period. There we go. Period. And then actually, too, another person that I forgot to include in my notes, so I'm not 100% sure, um, but Jasmine Jones, who is who she played Peggy in Hamilton. Hold on. Let me look it up really quick. Because this story is honestly like really, really cute. And I really, really liked her. Um, So Ron and Jasmine Cephas Jones, who are father and daughter. They became the first father-daughter duo to win Emmys in the same year. Wow. That's so cool. It's so cute. And they're both black, which is why I wanted to include that. Okay, yes. Um, (laughs) Thank God. But that is so endearing, and I love that. It's just so absolutely adorable. When I saw that story, I was like, yeah, she deserves her coins. She's such a good actress, and she's such an amazing singer. Her, she actually came out with an EP recently, and her song Moonlight, oh, okay. love it. Um, so yeah, I saw that, and I was like, the excellence. The fucking yes. excellence. We love yes. it. So that was the Emmys. So next, we're continuing on with our Black Excellence series. Uh, Megan the Stallion is named... Okay. One of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2020. We love to see it. We love. I mean, we fucking love to see it. I think this is like her year, finally. It's definitely one of her best and worst years. Oh, (laughs) I'm not going to name names, but you belong in prison. Well, I did not mean that situation <laughs> but, but in terms of her in, music of her career, career her music career she's on top she's on top it's been non-stop so taraji p henson actually wrote about her win in a special edition of time including the following sentence she said it's invigorating to see her become a platinum selling artist with the viral hit hot girl summer and multiple number one songs in the past year for savage and wop but you would be a fool to think that that's all there is to her. She's deep. And I absolutely agree. Because Megan's songs are very uplifting. They're fun, amazing beats. Always get played at whatever, you know, pregame club, dance, outing, even when you're in your room by yourself, hang out. But Mm -hmm. she clearly has such a depth to her. Also, she's gone through so much in the past year. 
And just to see her flourish, at least in her career, and collect all of these different awards and finally get the recognition she deserves. Because I remember her when she was, like, still, like, rapping and, you know, making videos in, like, different parking lots and stuff like that. And, like, just to see her where she is now, she is absolutely deserving of everything that's coming to her. All the good things. She deserves all the good things. And I think it's so cool. I feel like... There was a moment in the 90s where we had a lot of female rappers, and then that really died down. I mean, in yeah. the 2000s, we barely Nikki had anyone until the end like with, yeah, where we had Nikki come up, and then that was its own moment for a good few years. Then we had Cardi, mm-hmm. and now Megan Thee Stallion. We have Chica, who I love. Oh, we love we Chica. We have so many brilliant female rappers and i feel like this genre has never gotten the credit it deserves and no. is it isn't it still at number one what it should be i don't know if it's still at number one but it should be i know it's yeah. definitely the i mean the first fact song that it my went to number playlist. one oh yeah it went right to number one the fact that you had a controversy around this sh- song shows that you're doing something right oh just and i mean the remix with beyonce oh who like Ugh. Beyonce said, Excellent. hold on. No, Blue Ivy said, hold on. Let me get my phone. Let me make a masterpiece real quick. Really? <laughs> but like for Megan Thee Stallion to score two number ones in one year, in, one in like her like year. big debut year, is unprecedented. It's absolutely it's astounding. very rare that that happens. She is just absolutely amazing. She's so sweet, so kind, so fucking funny. Yeah. Now she I am not too familiar with her backstory i've I've always heard people revere her and admire her because of her you know going through the trenches over the years apparently Mm -hmm. she was very big on soundcloud and that's how her following really started so i'm intrigued i i want to go and look into that because i always find that's what i know so i actually didn't know about the soundcloud part because i got into her after like big old freak was like out and big and people were like really tweeting about it on twitter and stuff like that so big old freak at least for me was like one of her first like really really big singles and then she came out with her last album oh the one with like the flames on the album art hold on let me let me look it up real quick megan the stallion um oh fever her fever album so that came out in 2019 i got into Mm -hmm. her in 2018 with her tina snow i think it's an album might be an ep absolutely like banger 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 no skips so then you know she started getting popular savage blew up but essentially her mom and her grandma actually died i think at the end of last year like very very close together so i remember her posting um a video on her instagram story and she was crying and she was like listen like i this has been one of the hardest years of my like life but i just want to wish everyone you know happy holidays and just to enjoy the time you have with people and then you know what recently happened when she got shot (laughs) and having to go through all that trauma and everything she's gone through so much Mm -hmm. in such a short amount of time she's also gained so much success in such a short amount of time time. so yeah her story is absolutely harrowing and the fact that she's even willing to continue and to keep going and to keep pushing the bar is absolutely inspirational because i don't think i would have the strength that she has i truly don't think i do so it's amazing so we love to hear it we love to see it Yes, and other figures to be honored in Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People include The Weeknd, Michael B. Jordan, J Balvin, Jojo Siwa, Halsey, Jennifer Hudson, and Parasite director Bong Joon-ho. Period. Period. I have to watch that. You Everyone haven't seen keeps Parasite? talking about it. I need to see it. If you have Hulu, it's on Hulu currently. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, perfect. That's where I watched it. It's so fun. It's literally the perfect movie. Okay. Like, you watch that movie, and they're like, yeah, they know the vibes. <laughs> they know the vibes. So, this is actually the last story. I didn't realize how hard it would be to find good stories. Okay. <laughs> I was really digging. Um, and, of course, you know, because it's me, we have to yes. talk about Harry Styles, because a lot has happened over the past two weeks. Actually, I has had it? new developments today. Oh, boy. Um, <sighs> number one, Harry stands. I know we deserve Treat People With Kindness to be the next music video, but apparently Harry is currently filming the Golden music video. Um, I'll still take it. You know, munch, munch. I'll eat it up. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit disappointed, but I'll take whatever I could get in fucking quarantine. So I'm not that mad. 
Um, but the two big things I wanted to talk about with you. So this first movie is actually apparently starting filming like next month. And it is Harry is casted in the movie Don't Worry Darling with Florence Pugh, Dakota Johnson, and Chris Pine. And it will be directed by the who? Olivia Wilde. Oh my God. It is a thriller based in the 1950s and my bisexual panic is evident. I wrote that down in my notes. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck making it through that movie. I... Chris Pine? Pine? Chris Pine. I... I think Chris Pine is the best Chris of all of them. Of the Chris's, it's Chris Pine. Oh, yes. He's number one. He's truly the winner in our books. He really is. Ever since the Princess Diaries. Oh, he was... mm, Yo, let me move to Genovia real quick. (laughs) I... Yeah, yeah. Real quick. Honestly, even Mm -hmm. now... Even now. Get the fuck out of here and over to Genovia. Come on. Like, this movie, every time I think about it, my heart rate skyrockets because he's confirmed to be, like an actor in this. So he actually is apparently replacing, it's rumored that he's replacing Shia LaBeouf. So I'm like, what the fuck is this character going to be like? True. Like, what were they (laughs) thinking? Interesting. I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to last through. I made it through Dunkirk. So hopefully there's hope, but Harry apparently is adding more to his acting roster because it is now rumored. I don't think it's official. I think they might be in talks, but it's rumored that he is casted in the policeman with, Lily James, and reported to play his love interest. So there, I think that's all, this is also a rumor. So it's currently rumored that Sam Kaflin, aka Finnick from the Hunger Games, is reported to play his love interest in this movie. So Harry's oh, character is a policeman, but you know a cop, um, who's married to Lily James, and then falls for an art gallery dealer, and that's the one who Sam Kaflin might play. I don't think you're going to be able to take that one. I think that one's gonna. That's the one I'm scared. Just destroy you. <laughs> that's, oh my god! That yeah. plot line. Mm-hmm. I think people are really gonna be believe in Larry after that. Oh yeah, and I think this one's also based either in like the '50s or the '60s or something like that. Like it's also like not he based really, right now. He knows his fan base, boy. He <laughs> knows what contracts to sign. Oh my god. So he knows. Then now it is actually rumored. I saw a TikTok today of this girl talking about it. So it's rumored that Harry has been casted in a new Marvel movie. I forget exactly the name of it. What? But Stop. in this movie, Harry plays Thanos' brother. And this is Are like you after sure Endgame this and everything. Is it just fanfic that's being rumored? I'm sorry, what? Are you sure that this like all these storylines and like Movies are just like fanfic that's been rumored to be real life. No, because the two movies I mentioned before, like those were like actual articles that I saw that immediately skyrocketed Jesus. my heart rate. But this one I saw on TikTok, so I don't know how true it actually is, everybody. Still, but this girl was essentially Marvel? explaining how one of the guys that's been officially casted in this Marvel movie, Harry has been following him for a while, and the guy also follows Harry and also Harry's sister or something like that. I didn't understand how that made sense. But it's rumored that he is going to play Thanos's brother. And I mean, we're happy to hear that the Directioners are still digging like crazy <laughs> all these years later. I mean, and that's his the thing. sister like, I wasn't even followed this, this actor All of this Instagram. fell into my lap just through various like random group <laughs> chats and friends that I have. All oh of this God. did. If like, he does a Marvel, if he does a Marvel movie, if he does a Marvel done movie, for. I'm simply gonna pass away. If he does- <laughs> like you, forget about this show because you are just gonna fade into thin air. Like I just like you're just gonna. It's just gonna be poof, and then there's just gonna be confetti, and that's it. <laughs> that is it. If Harry's in a Marvel movie, I'm going to astral project out of my material body and never return. Period. Uh, Period. I, yeah. That is so much to take. All three of those movies at once. Like, I really was only looking forward to one last music video for this album. And suddenly, there's not one, not two, but three fucking movies that Harry is rumored to be part of the cast of. Buckle your seatbelt. That's all I gotta say. Buckle your fucking seatbelt. 
because it's going to be a wild ride. Listen, all I'm going to say is to my ladies and gents out there, before we watch these movies, just make sure your vibrator is fully charged and prepared for when you come home. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> we're going to leave that there. Do we have any other One Direction news? Uh, no, no, that's actually... <laughs> Okay, so it was I, I love that. I love how everything was so lighthearted and fun. Yeah. We actually have a listener topic that okay. was sent in. Um, so apparently, a couple weeks back, Katy Perry shared a picture of this silk blanket that was sent to her for her newborn daughter, Daisy. Okay. And... It was from Taylor Swift. Okay. Now, Why we know the I beef care? with Katie and Taylor Swift, right? What beef? Was it Katie that took Taylor's dancers away? No, it was Taylor that took Katie's dancers away. Yes. Why do I know this? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. We need to look this up. because According to Katie's carpool was. karaoke, it was Taylor that took Katie's... Well, it wasn't even that she took the dancers. This is according to Katie... As of her carpool karaoke with James Corden when she was when she had the short, short blonde hair. Um, When she was she was essentially saying that Katie's dancers were hired or wanted to be hired by Taylor's team. And she was like, cool, just make sure your contract has like something in it that says that, you know, at a month's notice, you can leave the contract like no questions asked and it's totally fine. So when Katie, you know, was starting to come back and she was like, hey, I need my dancers back. I think I don't remember exactly what happened, but apparently at least Taylor Swift's management did something shady with the dancers and like let them go in a way that like wasn't cool and stuff like that. And like, that's why Katie was mad at her. So it was less about her stealing her dancers and more, I think about the way that the dancers were treated when they, you know, wanted to join Katie on her tour. Interesting. Either way, I think this little, you know, gift of kindness what do they call it when you, like, try and make amends with someone so you just send them a gift, like, mm. over someone's house? Oh, shit. I don't know. I don't You're do just trying to make amends so with no somebody. Idea. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like white people call it something. I forget. It's something like white but, gift or something. Mm. Yeah. I just, beats me. <laughs> um, But this was a nice gesture. I mean, I really don't care for either one of these two. I flip through Katie's new album because she came out with the new album. Smile is catchy. I will give you that. I'm not I like lie. Smile. I didn't even know that she had a new album. Oh. I did not know that she had a new album. I didn't she know does. she had a new album. She does. <gasps> what? She does. How many and is it now? Wait, no, but she just came out with what? 2020? Yo, yeah. wait, 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 wait. What the fuck is it Witness? Why did this come out in 27? 27- okay, Prison oh, Witness is the last was a few one I remember. Back. And Prison was Witness was a shit show. Was that, that the one where terrible. it was. Swish, swish, bitch. Is that that one? Yes. Oh, I that see Bon Appetit on this one. Nightmare with that kid freaking doing the, what do they call it? Oh my God. I know exactly what you're talking about. Do they know? <laughs> and what's the one that they were, the music video, Bon Appetit, where they were like rolling her skin like dough? Yeah, I, I think that was Bon Appetit. Yeah, I don't need to, I don't need to see that. Yeah, that was, that was 2017. Oh. That felt like yeah. literally three months ago. Did it really? Yeah. It did, didn't feel like that for me. It's been three but that was years just a since that album. Oh, my God. I know, right? But Jeez. um, now she's doing, it's like a whole clown aesthetic. I don't care for the clowns. I think it's a little weird. But um, I like Smile. That was a good one. Uh, have I listened to Folklore yet? No. No. Uh, will mm-hmm. I? No. Probably not. <laughs> um, so that's that. I think it was a nice gesture. Um, I'm, you know... Katy Perry as a kid with Orlando Bloom. Go for her. It's Orlando fun. Bloom is very fine. I didn't, I didn't. What? I didn't know the baby daddy was Orlando. I thought she was just Where having a baby. Been? You didn't know she was having a baby? No, I knew she was having a kid. I oh, just didn't know I was going to say, I was like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> That's bad. No, no, no. I've been hiding, but I haven't been kid. hiding that much. But like, I didn't know Orlando Bloom was the fucking father. Do we yeah. like him? I thought he was a little eater. I don't know. I, I'm just basing him off of his looks. <laughs> I don't know his I don't want to call this man anything. fine and then like find out that he's like a weird ass piece of shit, you know? 
Yeah, so he might be. So I might take that back. Let me know if he is. Honestly, I don't a know. lot of white men that look like him. Oh, I'm thinking of I Johnny give that Depp. To you. Oh, I'm thinking of Johnny Depp. Ooh, yeah, that's different. See, yeah. because they kind of look the same. Oh, he's cute. Wait a minute. Okay, we're done with this. I'm done talking. Do you have anything you want to add? Because this really isn't important. No, continue. Okay. <laughs> Why have we not talked about the versus battle with Patti LaBelle and Gladys Knight? Oh my God, fuck. I forgot to watch it. <gasps> Shit. Oh, I'm doing that tonight. Oh, what I'm doing that tonight. Fuck? How dare you? I'm, I literally do not go on the internet. I don't even have I push know, notifications. But for I most made sure of my to tune in. Apps. Because I follow Patty on Instagram and I saw she was cooking up pies and it was a commercial for the versus battle. And she was like, Gladys, what are you bringing? And meanwhile, she has her mac and cheese and everything all out. I, I'm literally watching that once we're done recording. Please do. It was so just, oh, just so loving. And just, it's about damn time that these women were given the respect and the praise that that they deserve because both of these women can sing all these girls under, under the table. The like fucking tables. Under the table immediately. It's not a competition. It's that no. even Mariah Carey understands that she cannot like because oh, Mariah my Carey God, yeah. can sing. We all agree that Mariah Carey can sing. But Mariah Carey, when those two are on the stage, Mariah Carey's like, you know what? Let me take a step back real quick. Let uh, me go with the background singers over here. Yup, Mariah Carey I mean, knows her place. <laughs> yes. And it, it's funny that you say that because she was commenting like throughout the entire thing. Mariah on was? Instagram. Yes. And it was just wholesome and so fun and just so great to go through their catalogs. And you know Patty kicked off those pumps at one point. <laughs> It was, I was surprised she wasn't rolling on the floor. I mean, and then Dionne Warwick showed up at one point. So it was just fun just yep. hearing them talk just about their lives. They've gone through it. Oh, yeah. And I think going back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, they lived through the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. And to think that that wasn't long ago mm -mm. at all. Nope, not at all. And we read about it in the history books thinking that, oh, this is ancient history. But I mean, but that's also a tactic of black and white pictures to make it seem like, oh, yes. oh but that was the older times when really yeah. like <laughs> you hit the nail right on the head. Isn't it but, a thing um, that like Anne Frank and Martin Luther King were like born on the same day? Yeah. So mm. mm -hmm. crazy. But that's but <laughs> it was just so wholesome. I loved every minute of it. Those women are treasures and they need to be protected at all costs. Um, speaking of Mariah Carey, uh, I'm going to need your Apple TV bullshit. I'm literally texting it to you right now. No. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'll text I, it while you discuss this. I will need it tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, she is, I mean, what else, what other interview would I ever ask for in my life? I mean, so she is sitting down with Oprah mm -hmm. to discuss the memoir. The memoir is coming out next week. Buckle your seatbelts. And they're having an extensive interview. I saw a preview. She was talking about being in the back of a police car. Uh, what? Mariah. What happened? <laughs> I just cannot wait. And who better than to talk with Oprah? And I love it in the description. She put, like, my friend, my therapist. I was like, <laughs> you better call Oprah your therapist. But, um, and then what I thought was so funny do you remember the vine of Mariah singing We Belong Together on the Oprah show and Oprah like pretending to know the words? Yes. But, like not knowing it. <laughs> I know exactly all. what you're talking about. They literally recreated that. Stop. And it you're is fucking the lying. They did not. Funniest thing ever. I loved every second of it. So that's that. I'm going to be watching that interview the second it comes out. Next week, do not text me. Do not call me. Do not ask for a single thing. Seriously, do not fucking text me. I... You will not get a response for I don't even know how long. Until that book is finished, I'm not <laughs> sleeping. I am not eating. I will take a few sips of water. But um, I... I've decided that I'm going to be... I'm going to read the book first. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go through it again and listen to it on Audible. Mm. Um, so I, I can't wait. 
I'm, it's going to be amazing. I'm so I know excited I talk about you. it every week, but get no, ready. It's just going to get worse. So fucking excited for you. But... I'm also excited for myself because I will be reading it as well. Um, yes. I also will be so... watching this interview as well on Apple TV Plus. Uh, I can't wait. I think this might be I the first thing wait. I ever watch on Apple TV Plus, and I've had it since like April. But like, what is there to watch besides Chris that Evans one has show? Chris a new show on it. Chris Evans Isn't there has a show, show with like Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston or yeah, something? Yeah, I think that one's called The Morning Show. I haven't really had an interest to watch that particularly, but Chris Evans has a new show and okay. actually we have to talk about it. Wait, um, what? Didn't something go on? <laughs> yes. No, we have to talk about it. I wanted to bring it up last week and then oh forgot about god. it. Oh my god. I just, oh so, my god. So, so, um, if you're my friends out there, you know that I have had, for some reason, a crush on Chris Evans for the longest time, especially when he came out in that beard in Infinity War. I was like, you know what the fuck you're doing, and I'm upset. Um, but, so, he accidentally... <laughs> So I don't know what the fucking Insta story was supposed to be, but on his Insta story, he had like at least a quick, either was a, you know, either it was a video or a screenshot of his camera roll, and in it, he accidentally leaked his nude. So I would actually, I want to say here, because that is like an invasion of somebody's privacy, please do not spread that picture because he didn't mean yes. to post it and it was an accident and you know, that's somebody's private photo. But I want to talk about, not that, but there was another picture in this role. And it's just a picture oh. of him. It just looks like a fucking like headshot or something with the caption, guard that pussy. Now, here's the thing about this photo. Can you send this over to me? I'm literally just typing guard that pussy into Google if you're on your computer. Um, okay. Because if I see this photo, I might roll over from laughing. Because here's the thing Why about this photo. Why did that come up so quickly? Oh, my God. Is this photo was not like an internet meme. It wasn't like a well-known, well-spread, like fan-made meme, which means either him or one of his friends created this photo and it is saved in his recents of his phone. Uh. So somehow the TikTok algorithm has figured out that I'm a Chris Evans stan and I kept getting all of these fucking TikToks that were like Chris Evans going to bed knowing that that pussy is guarded and shit like that. Like (laughs) no one knows why this picture exists and we still don't have an explanation. Um, But he followed it up with a really nice tweet that just said, now that I have your attention, please vote. (laughs) Amen to that. But I guess that's a good way to get people. I Yeah. He did it by accident, but it's the one that got me was the guard that pussy photo. I saw that and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> what was the reason? What was Literally the reason? What was the reason? I have many questions. Alyssa, Chris Evans, if you're listening, probably not, but if you were to. <laughs> if you were to, my number is 767. Uh, <laughs> oh my just, God, stop. <laughs> Just contact you me. You can email us at Intuit. Yes, email us at, at Intuit. Some sort of explanation, even if it's something stupid as like, I don't even know what's another innuendo for pussy. It's just, please, <sighs> I just need some sort of answer. And like, in what context some clarification. you felt the need to have that saved onto your phone so you can use it again. Of course. I, <laughs> so yes, that was the Chris Evan trauma. I um, love that. Over the over the past few weeks, so yeah, <laughs> that was. I had multiple friends text me, and they were like, for some reason, I'm I sure thought something happened. So I had like four people separately text me, "Hey, are you okay?" And I was like, "Oh my god, like yeah, Excuse why?" They were like, <laughs> "After I saw the Chris Evans Instagram story, I figured that you'd be inconsolable." And I was like, "You know what, y'all, shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. You know me too well. This has been going on for too long. I need to unstand. <laughs> but yeah, I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guard that. <laughs> so is that all of the uh, hot tops? Yeah, that's all hot the hot topics? tops. We derailed. We had so many more topics than I expected us to have. It's okay. It's all right. Good for us. Um, Look at us. And it was all fun, lighthearted news for the most part. Yes, for the most part. So. All right, so we're going to be back after this. I am going to be in control of the tittering tweets. I'm so, so scared. <laughs> we'll see what's to come.
All right, everybody, welcome to the part of the episode that we like to call Tittering Tweets. I have been on Twitter many a years, and mm-hmm. especially in the past few weeks, and I've come across some good ones. Um, the first one is just... Ugh, it says, I keep saying it is what it is, but... What even is it? Honestly, really though, is like, what is it? What is it? <laughs> what is it? And I feel like that's the whitest thing that people like so many. I throw that word around or that phrase around so often. Oh, me too. Me too. But it especially now, in light of this <laughs> pandemic, it's like, what the fuck are you going to do? I mean, what? I, I do, I'm at a loss for words because I don't even know what to say. I have no idea. I, I don't even know what it is. I came into this world, you know, without my own permission. I was forced into yep. it. And now I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, sure, maybe. I, I don't really, like, mm, you know, like. Uh. <laughs> So that was that one. I just thought that was so relatable. Mm-hmm. Going the fuck on. And then this next one made me crack the fuck up. And it says, this is the funniest text I've ever received in my entire life. And I want to put it on my grave. And it is a screenshot of a text message. And it says, okay, listen, your vibes were off at Applebee's. And... Oddly enough, I think I consider this, like, very relatable. I don't know why, but the craziest shit happens at Applebee's. Yeah, no, all of my weirdest nights, I think, have all happened either at Applebee's or TGI Fridays. The vibes are But especially Applebee's. And the weird part is, I've especially found it to be so after I've turned 21. Mm -hmm. Because those dollar drinks, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they be hitting. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy Even I turned 21 the, when I was already in New York because, woof, the amount of times I've been on the subway and I've been like, whoo, let me remember what my stop is. And my stop is the last on my line. Like, it's not hard. <laughs> yeah. It is. But wow. those, oh my God. And of course it tastes like strict rubbing alcohol. Oh yeah. No, it burns the back of your throat and also I heals you I slurp that shit up any chance have. I get. Oh, absolutely. And how can we not love the fucking boneless wings? I mean, half apps? Get the fuck out of here. I'm just saying. I will always be an Applebee's fan. I Oddly am just enough. saying. Applebee's, honestly, I do enjoy Applebee's. I hope that they don't support, you know, Republicans and Trump, but I yeah, do love Applebee's. <laughs> but I fucking enjoy those half apps. Get me that. Those boneless wings. Those chips fuck. and spinach dip that fucking burns the back of your throat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oof. I know that exactly cheese. what you're talking about. I felt the tip of my Slurp tongue burn off. Oh my god, so good. So fucking good. God. Yeah. God. So I actually have a tweet. tweet. Oh, go for it. Because I didn't know if you were making the tweets or it's not. Okay. And this tweet um has actually haunted me for the past three days that I've seen it. <laughs> You're gonna hate this. You're gonna hate this. You're gonna fucking hate <laughs> this. So it's by at Chemical Burn. They started off with NSFW, and for those that don't know, not safe for work. So if you don't like that, then, you know, just skip right through this part. And they said, in all caps, I fucking hate the new iOS update. I was watching porn, and somebody walked in, and I went to close out of the porn, and it popped up in a little fucking window and kept playing. No. Oh, my (laughs) God. Does it do that? Yes. Also, too, with a new iOS update, if you're on FaceTime and you, like, click out of the FaceTime, like, it just ends up in a small window, like, in your screen, and you can still go to your other apps and, like, people oh, can no. still see Oh, no. I like to take my breaks. I you don't want to be seeing people the whole time. <laughs> breaks. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you know I know exactly what I'm talking, what about. You're talking about. I don't need you to see me the whole time. Nope, like, nope, nope, nope. I am probably on that camera. 20% like, of the time? Is maybe that. 15% of the call. That's it. Oh yeah, no, God. I am. Is there an option? But then it's going to be too obvious because you're going to be like, why are you shutting your camera off? Like, what the fuck? What's exactly. the deal? Yeah, I've been seeing all these people customize their home screens. And I feel like part of me feels like I should do that. Because since I've had like an iPod touch when I was 
a fetus. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have had the same layout. My phone has always been in the same layout. And I feel like I should change it up. Oh, wait, I do the same thing too. I got this iPhone 8. I don't want to be taking any chances updating that shit. <laughs> I think the iPhone 8 is safe. I have the iPhone SE, so if I'm good, you you're update? probably good. I haven't updated yet. I've been wanting to do it on my laptop, and I've been too lazy to. I already know mm-hmm. that I want mine to have like the aesthetic of like Avatar The Last Airbender and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But what I learned that essentially the pictures that you're putting is just replacing the like icon pictures for the app. So it's essentially like you're just replacing what the picture looks like for a specific yes. app. So I think I want to do it for, like, the widgets instead rather than the apps. But at the same time, like, it's not that important to me that I'm probably going to get to it within the next six to eight weeks. I'll get to it around yeah, Christmas. Yeah, th- that's the thing. I'm like, I don't need to do it now. But maybe one night, if I have nothing going on, I'll just do it. Maybe, so, maybe. So, yeah, well, that maybe. was... Maybe, we'll see. That's that for tittering tweets. Do we have any other uh, final thoughts, words? Um, I guess final thought is, you know, hug yourself from time to time and Venmo a black woman $20. I support that. Um, what do I have to say? <sighs> it's fall time. It's, the temperature has dropped. Leaves are crunchy. Leaves are I cannot crunchy. wait to get out my flannel. Oh my God. I'm a lesbian, so I have jackets. my flannel out all year round. Pulled out that jean jacket. Oh, the jean jacket. Ugh, Gotta get the pins on it, too. The patches. I really want to do that. I've never done that, but I really... I've always admired people that have a bunch of patches. Oh, yeah. It's It's really fun. Get out that fucking, like, army green, like, lightweight, you know, jacket. Lesbians, you know the one. You know the fucking one. (laughs) Uh, I have a corduroy jacket that I really like. I'm going to be breaking out my Tims, but they're not like the typical tan Tims. They're like a suede brown. Okay. 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 Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, no, I'm ready. Fall is where my androgynous, you know, dress goes to thrive. And it's been really nice working from home because I can wear whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. (laughs) Because I remember it was, we can take this out of the episode if we want, but I remember like when I first started working, it was almost like an identity crisis for me because i'm you know how i dress yeah it's oversized sweatshirt leggings some sneakers or some boots but not cute ones you know you got those chucks on you know (laughs) i always had my fucking chucks on some type of flannel like i never dressed but i love the sweaters you always had the cutest sweaters i will say thank you i had so i have so many fucking crew decks and sweaters it's ridiculous i do love my sweaters but yeah, so I'm used to dressing up like that. And then like when I started working and I had to dress like business casually, it was like kind of hard for a bit because I didn't feel like myself. And then when Corona happened, I felt like I was finally finding my, you know, you know, more androgynous groove when it comes yeah. to dressing business casual. And then suddenly we were all working from home and I was like, oh, thank God, my depression closet is like having a great time right now. <laughs> So it's been really nice to like wear whatever I want working from home and not have to, I don't know, feel like I'm dressing like box. somebody else every single day. Yeah, I like that for you. That's awesome. It's been great. Maybe been like great. you can find ways to incorporate that in a professional display, you know? I yeah, like... I found some like work pants that I really liked that were less skinny and more like straight pants and, you know, yeah. were, could go either way in terms of like in the men's or women's department. I have... A pair of boots that are like Tim's, but they're L.L. Bean. I got them from a thrift store. They're like hardcore work boots, but they squeak a lot. So I knew my coworkers didn't like them because they squeaked all the time. But I was like, these are the only shoes that I feel comfortable with as a person. So we're going to keep wearing them, even though they were actually very uncomfortable for my feet. That's my wish for everyone out there. If you're working or anything, I just hope that you find a job and, you know, work in a workplace that you feel comfortable in the clothes that, that you're wearing. That is so important. Both yeah. physically and, just comfortable and emotionally. in general, yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening, making it this far. Episode 14. 14 episodes. I know. It's been almost six months. Crazy. What are we going to do for our six months? When is our six months? <laughs> I think it's coming up in a couple. I think it's like November. November? We'll have something we'll planned. Plan. Ooh, and it's going to be around like Christmas, but like not really Christmas because I celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving or what? just the holiday season, whatever holiday you celebrate. Wait, what do you mean just... you celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving? 
Listen, you know I'm listening to Christmas music. Before no, I start listening to Christmas music like October 1st. Okay, oh, yeah, I didn't want to push it. I didn't want to push it with our listeners. I I know, I dabble, but I have to watch because some years I've Hello. started way too early and by the time it's like the 22nd or the 23rd of December, I'm like, not, I'm over it. So you got to be careful. Doses, people. Hello? Doses. Is it me? Huh? Is it me you're looking for? Can you hear me? Hello? (laughs) My internet went out. My internet just... I was going on and on and on. And then I just heard you singing hello. And I was like, wait, what? All right. How about we end it like this? I'm just going to hold you up to the mic. Um, Okay. All right. We had a little technical difficulty. But that concludes this episode of Intuit. Uh, We love you guys. And uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. That's going to help us out so much. Just give us a star rating of sorts. Anything you want to say? Oh, sorry. I didn't know you want me to say anything. Yeah, please do. (laughs) All right. See ya.